Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. I'm Good David morning. Villa, and I Good forgot Friday, to plug y'all. In. I plugged him in my ears, but I forgot to plug him into the... And I was like, <laughs> but you can hear me. I just can't hear me. All right, what's up? I hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday morning, and uh, we are wrapping up our series today, He Said, She Said, He Says, and um, looking forward to getting to a great series next week. We're going to be talking about breakthrough next week. We're going to talk about what happens when you come to that place where you're about to snap, that place where maybe you can't handle it anymore, that place where the weight of the world seems like it's on your shoulders. I believe that you should and could and will prepare yourself for a breakthrough. We're going to talk about that next week. So we're going to wrap up this Friday morning. He said, she said, he says, relationship, couples therapy, discussion, all that good old stuff. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's been a fun week. Yeah, it has been. It's been a really good week. I enjoyed, um, I mean, obviously the humor behind, you know, Working with you and Diana day in and day out, and then kind of seeing you guys be a little more vulnerable on the podcast was um, extremely interesting, but I, I actually took a lot away from this week, um, from my own marriage, yeah, and my own you know, finances. Absolutely. You put the wrong notes up, by the way. Oh, crap. I clicked the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, it was a good series. Diana will be back on uh, next week on Monday, and um, but we're going to wrap it up today and just kind of do a little little recap and discussion we have ashton here on as well and um and i know she's doing social media at the same time but we're, you know we're just going to talk a little bit about what we what we discussed throughout the week maybe some points that stood out mike if you can open up the comments yep. as well and um so we can see what people are saying and what let me ask you this what you know what are some things that uh stood out to you this week you know what are some questions maybe you had some comments that you know maybe you uh said or maybe some things that were thought of that you didn't say and and we could just throw some discussion out we're talking about relationship this week we talked about you know we talked about uh, finances in the beginning of the week and and by the way we can recap finances today as well and uh and really really dive into that one of the things i want to say as a husband you know speaking to husbands out there and even to the to the wives about their husband i think the primary role of a husband in the bible starts with leadership and you know guys i think that we need to we need to get our role down, but it also entails <clears throat> provision and protection. And this is this is not a comment saying uh, that that listen, there are women providing, there are women that 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 make more than men. I'm, none of that. That's not what I'm talking about. But men, <clears throat> hus- the role of a husband does entail leadership. It also entails provision and protection. And a husband, you know, can demand, and someone may follow as a result, but he will never truly have his wife's heart unless he provides for her needs, cares for her well-being, and protects her both physically and spiritually. And that is the biblical role of a husband. Uh, And I think that, you know, God designed men and women to want certain things. And even though there's different personalities, you know, um, we still still are designed certain ways. And I know this, man, God designed man to, uh, to care for, provide, for the needs of well-being, protect physically and spiritually. And a husband will never influence his wife. I've been there. So I've tried to influence my wife because, just because, you know, listen, 
you know, you, you need to be a biblical wife or, hey, you need to, listen, if you love God, you love me. <clears throat> but I wasn't earning it. And I can tell you from my perspective to kind of wrap this up, I can influence my wife. Or I say I will never influence my wife if I don't care for her. So I want us to be reminded that we are all God's children. And when you are committed to your wife, you are also committing to God to provide for his daughter and the children, uh, you know, you would have together. And, and, and I have one here with me now. And, um, and you have to do this to the best of our abilities. There's grace. And we've, we found this, you know, what's interesting about the threefold cord I said yesterday is that, you know, that, that third cord, that God cord, it can't be broken. The threefold cord can't be broken. And I think the reason it says that is because as long as God's in the scenario, breaking is not an option. As long as God's in the scenario. And you know why? Because there's, there's nothing that can break God. There's things that can break you and I. There's things that can break our spouse, but there's nothing that can break God. Amen. And, um, you know, so, you know, I just wanted to put that out there and, and uh, you know, be reminded men, you know, God gives one of his daughters to us as a man. He desires that we care for her, right? And no place in scripture does it teach or endorse that women and children are second rate to men, you know, and that's just a, that's just a, that's just stupid and it's wrong, right? Instead, he finds them so precious that he asks for special care to be given to them. And that's, that's, even if, even if you don't feel like that you're being supported or feel like that you're being affirmed or feel like that you're being admired, you know, there might be some things that God needs to work on your spouse, but I'm just going to talk to us, man. We get, listen, it's our responsibility. We have the responsibility and the role of leadership. And so in no place in scripture does it endorse that women and children are considered second rate, right? Instead, he says, okay, there's a special, you know, precious, special care. You know, it's got like, you know, you and I guys, you know, we, we're like this cotton t-shirt I have on right here, right? You just throw it in the washer or dryer. There's not a lot of special care. It's like tumble dry low. You know, women, it's like, you know, it's like silk or merino wool, right? You got like a dry clean only. Or, hey, if you're going to wash this, wash it by hand in cold water, you know, in a special care to be given to them. And, he, and, it's a, and it's a precious garment. So consideration that only biblically based men can provide. I'm going to say that again. A consideration that only biblically based men can provide. So women are very care- careful, uh, capable of taking care of themselves. However, God did make men and women different. And thus, due to the physical nature and strength God gave men, he's charged them with the provision and the protection of their families. I mean, it's Bible. This is not David. You can get mad or get upset or whatever, say I don't agree with it, but the word of God says this. And um, so that doesn't mean a man is required to do this alone. But it does mean he holds the high responsibility to make sure his family's provided for the best of his ability. Amen. And that's what God places on the shoulders of men. So men, you know, if you are rolling your eyes and like, man, I can't believe I tuned into this this one today. <laughs> on this one, really? Come on, Dave. I thought you, man, I thought you had our back. I do. And uh, believe me, I'm gonna listen back to this podcast, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know make myself listen to it as well because there are frustrating times. And sometimes when I mentioned uh, yesterday, the day before, where, you know, like I walk around the corner, I'm like, rah, 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 you know, you wanted to say something. You know, I remember walking Ashton. This is not a husband and wife thing. This is a child thing. Same thing. I remember walking around the corner one time when she was uh, smaller and, uh, 
and she was her mom was telling her to do something. She was like, "You better do this, Ashton." So Ashton was oh. like, they argued, and Ashton went around the wall of the. <laughs> you know, I thought she was going to her room, <clears throat> so I go back around there, and she's back around the uh, wall, and she's like, <laughs> "I'll be <laughs> real, I flicked her off." In the what? <laughs> like what? A kid. I wasn't saved yet, guys. Okay. Okay, we we should have had it's Ashton. Little. We should have had Ashton on a microphone all week because these little confessions are going to make my day. Ashton just Ashton just said that the little I heathen. Said the truth. She said she flicked my wife off back then. <laughs> I was wow. mad. I was just like mad at her. How I was like a little. Ki- I was like, I don't even know. I was too young to be doing any of that. Number one, but <laughs> oh man, it was wow. just guys. I needed Jesus. Yeah, so. she she still does, right, Matthias? Come on, somebody. I don't do that though. <laughs> no, she still needs Jesus. Though. I want to sometimes. So, you know, but, you know, sometimes we want to do that as, as, <clears throat> as couples. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we want to do that as, as married couples. And, and the reality is frustration's fine. You can vent to the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, be prepared. And how many can just give? If, you, if this is you and you're in a relationship, okay, just, just, you know, just confirm this with a little, like, maybe, like, waving hand emoji or, like, that little person that holds your hand up kind of deal, right? If this is you, where you've said, you know, you've complained to the Lord, and maybe even in the disagreement, there was some validity to your frustration, but you complained to the Lord about your spouse, and then while telling God what a bad wife, or what a bad husband you have, or what a, what a raw deal that you got, in the middle of it, the Lord puts a mirror in front of you and absolutely shows you where your shortcomings are. If that's you, now, see, Mike already threw that, <laughs> threw that hand in there. Okay, so that's that, that's something that right. So God's not God's not ignoring what you're telling him. You know, he's he's showing us that grace is necessary because I think what he's showing us is that look, you know what? Look at look at what you do. Look at how you handle things sometimes. And if anything, look at the ground. <laughs> do Masani put like eight? <laughs> but if anything, what God's doing is he's saying. He's showing you that this is the grace that I show you. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's... I, I don't think, know what color hand that is. Patrick Christie has like a, I think a bright yellow hand. The yellow is the default. Oh, that's the default. Okay. Choose, yeah, it's the default like, until you choose a color. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, I'm like, man, he has a... Well, golden green, hand. Golden hand there, buddy. I think that's, I think that's very... Uh, I think that's what God does, and it shows more in your relationships than it does everywhere else. When you look at... Um, let's just say I look at Ashton, for example, and I look at what she's doing with you know, her life and her ministry and the things she's serving in. And I go, well, why is she getting so much more than I am? I've been doing this longer. And God will look at you and go, well, look at what I've given you. And I think it shows even more in a relationship because it's a much more intimate look because you know that person so much more. There's times I've looked into, I've had that exact same conversation with God. I'm like, God, my wife and I are so far apart on one one specific issue. I don't understand why it is that this is what I'm Mm -hmm. going through. I don't understand how it is. And I've never, you know, told my wife she's a bad wife or a bad mother. But I've had that thought in my head and God's gone, well, look at the things that you're doing. I can make the mm-hmm. same argument back at you for the things that you're doing that you're not providing certain things that I expect out of you. Mm-hmm. And God, like you said, he holds up the mirror sometimes and it does make you kind of realize like, holy cow, I'm really uh, kind of almost being a hypocrite right now. Yeah. I heard um, on a on the Craig Rose show, on Craig Rose show, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I heard on his Instagram, if... Um, I'll try to see if we can get it linked, like the video linked um, on Instagram for you guys to go back and look at. But he was talking about the 80-20 rule and how, you know, like that's commonly talked about in a whole bunch of different areas. But he even put it as far as like 
sometimes our life is like 80% blessing. And he's like, and honestly, when you think about it, that's a pretty good amount of blessing in a life. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and he said, there's that 20% that sometimes we feel like we're lacking. Like, you know, like he gave an example, we go on our dream vacation and it's that 80%. It's like everything we wanted. And then there's that 20%, our flight gets delayed, our luggage gets lost. <laughs> um, and you know, then that rob- that 20% becomes our focus rather than that 80% blessing. Mm-hmm. And he gave, go ahead. No, go ahead. And he gave an example of even with, in, a relation, in regards to relationships, sometimes your spouse and your, your person and your relationships, they're 80% like meeting those, those dream qualities, those things that you love about them. But then they lack those 20, those 20% things. When you think about it, 80% of your, your, dream is met but that 20 percent isn't there and instead of fixing your eyes on the 80 percent that god bless you with we fix our eyes on that 20 percent that's missing and we end up you know that's how things can end up happening of you know we find that in other people we find that in other things and it we forget and neglect the 80 percent gratefulness that we can have yeah, it's called the Pareto Principle. Um, you can type that in the notes too, Mike, P- uh, Pareto Principle. Um, make sure you look it up to get right, yeah, the right spelling. But the no, Pareto, <clears throat> P-E-R-E-T-T-O, I think it is. Um, the uh, Pareto Principle is an 80-20 rule, and it applies in a lot of things. And, and it's interesting that, that uh, Pastor Craig said, said that and, and put it into the context of marriage, but it actually goes right along with the majority of the way that we see or use the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. Um, and it is, and normally human nature is, so 80% of your sales force produce, I'm sorry, 20% of your sales force produce 80% of the business. You know, um, and, it, and it goes on and just on and on and on. <clears throat> and what it, it teaches us to do in the Pareto principle is focus on the strengths. <clears throat> With the 80-20 rule, a lot of times, the 20% is the strength and the 80% is not. And what Ashton was talking about is flipping it where in the marriage, you could have 80% going right, 20% not. And the enemy will always cause us or the t- human nature even in us, not even blaming the enemy all the time, the human nature in us, if we're without that third cord, that third strand, would allow us to focus on the weaknesses. So even in the 80-20 rule where 80%, uh, 20% of the you know, uh, production is, or 80% of the production is done by 20% of the force, then you by nature go, okay, I got to focus on getting the 80% to where the 20% is. And there's always, there's always going to be a lack of perfection until we get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing in in your eyes on the imperfections, and that's where I think Pastor Craig and Ashton, a great point she brought up, focus on the strengths and enhance those and be grateful for those. And <clears throat> unlike most things in life, I think the 80-20, even if it's 70-30 or 60-40, you know, Patrick uh, Christie made a comment. I, I like his comment. And kind of not without knowing this, you know, he kind of said this comment. Go, go back up to the big comment he made. Yeah. So yeah, I'm feeling that the more we discuss, he named his wife, you know, her and I, our journey, it would click in her head that I'm a man in process of changing into the man I should be living in God's and will be doing his will. And... Uh, doing his will and not the worldly things. And so my point is, is that what he's doing there is he's making a declaration, but that's really what Ashton just said. Mm -hmm. You know, while he's in process of changing, he's not perfect. He's not where he's going to be, but he's not where he was. And I think graces has to be given there. And uh, we have to understand, you know, and certainly this, the grass is certainly not greener on the other side. You know, that's the lie of the enemy. The lie of the enemy is makes you focus on the 20%. 
And you know, hey, listen, if you could, man, you know what, Susie over there, or Joe over there, or hey, that single life over there, or hey, you know what, if I were just, man, if I could just go back and do it over, over there, is greener, but it's not. Stop focusing on that 20% because it's a lie of the enemy. That 20% might be fulfilled somewhere else, but there's going to be a gap somewhere where the other 80% mm-hmm. is. It's good. Amen. Very I think I, um, one of the big points I took away from this week, too, was um, <clears throat> when you and I, I think it was Wednesday, we we're talking about <clears throat> you have to have, maybe it was yesterday, I can't remember exactly which day, but you were talking about having those moments of transparency where, mm-hmm. you she know, was. Uh, I know you were, she was talking about it, but like, uh, I think she made the example that like if a waitress gave you a compliment and you say that made me feel a certain way and having that transparency, I think it's a really big thing because I feel like doing something like that, not saying something is basically just a, I don't want to have to have a conversation about this. Right. This is going to be a weird conversation. Sure. And sometimes like the one thing I probably learned from this week was you really have to have that transparency because then your partner can understand Maybe this, and I think that's what Diana said, maybe this is what I'm lacking and that's what he needs more of or she needs more of. Maybe I need to go out of my way to do and show a little more attention in certain things. Yeah. No, go ahead, Mike. Keep going. I'm talking no, that was it. So, yeah. So, um, great point. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you stopped your point short. No, Finish didn't. it, man. <laughs> Um, Mike gets distracted very easily. I'm talking to Ashton. Well, I, I'm also <laughs> trying to make sure that whatever Dave no, might I'm need. No, I'm good. I'm good. I was showing Ashton something, but now everybody knows. <laughs> You're not on camera. It's all good. It's, it's all right. Um, I'm on microphone. But no, it's very, I think I think it's really cool um, to think about it that way because I've never actually kind of thought about like mm. having those moments like where, hey, you know, you know, seeing my trainer this week, she paid me some compliments and it made me, it made me feel really good. Um, but something I'm actually, I told, I told Dave about, I'm doing make it happen for our company this coming week. And something for me, if I was going to throw a point in there for both finances and relationships, it's all about the little things. Mm. Um, you know, something, I, I literally an example last night, my wife, um, I'm not really a gifts person as far as like my love language, as far as what I get, I appreciate them and I love them, but I'm not a gift. Mm-hmm. Like receiving gifts is not one of my things that I'm super into. But we're getting ready to go to the beach next weekend, and my wife, you know, I came home, and she goes, oh, by the way, I got you a new pair of sunglasses. She handed them to me. And it was the little things, and I was like, oh, thank you. And it was like, I was like, that's such a cool little thing. And it's like little little things like that, the little thank yous, the little hugs, the little, you know, in a relationship. And then in finances, it's the little things that can add up to suddenly make your expenses seem larger. The little things, it's the Starbucks every day. It's the... I'm going to get a protein shake at the gym instead of right. getting a bunch of them ahead of time and saving mm-hmm. some money. It's the little things in finances and the little things in relationships that can make or break a lot of bigger things. Yeah, it goes, <clears throat> great point. It goes back to the same concept of what Ashton brought up because you, if you don't view it that way and if you don't implement that, then you're going you're gonna to fall, fall prey to the enemy's condemnation. Yeah. And that's really that's really the reason you need to focus on the small things. Because look, is is we want everything now. We want the instant gratification. We want the whole enchilada. We want it. We want it done. We want to solve. We want to win the game like in one night. <clears throat> you know, we want everything now. But the reality is, enjoy the process. You know, do do enjoy enjoy the journey. And if you focus on what you don't have. Where you focus on, you know, how little you have or how small of a progress maybe you're making or how far away, you know, you are from the goal that you initially set. I think that the more you focus on that, A, the less you appreciate what you have. And gratefulness and thankfulness is a big deal. 
And I really believe that God, uh, God wants to place that in us. And really, we need to appreciate it because he talks about it. Don't despise not the day of small beginnings. He, if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. He discusses those types of small things as big things to him, as important things, I should say, to him. And so, you know, um, we have to focus on, uh, on, on that. And, um, and, you know, great, great point. And, you know, uh, I think that that's, th- th- this is a really good way to wrap up, you know, this, this conversation. And um, let's look at what Dumasani had a good comment here to single guys. So there's a lot of single people, um, women and men listening and will be listening. So this is what he's learned. Don't just pray for a certain kind of woman. Men or women listening, don't just pray for a certain kind of man to marry. Right. Also strive to grow and be the kind of man or woman that that kind of man or woman would marry. So Mm -hmm. so speaking to the single people out there, you know, don't just pray for that person. Pray to be the kind of person that they would marry. That's a good point. That's a good point. You guys would have better experience in that than me because I got I mean, listen, Diane and I just we did like you heard our part of our story. There's a lot more that will prove to you that we jacked it up, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we didn't do it right. You guys have done it right praying for i mean do you matthias did i know you're not on mike or ashton you mike did you guys ed do you guys pray for the right person you know yeah oh go ahead yeah you're good um <clears throat> i yeah i definitely did i remember you and know, then god still sent you matthias i'm like i'm just kidding Matias. um i know i definitely did i you know that was one of the things we both before we even knew about each other that we'd both been praying like the next person that we dated we wanted to be the one that we married because we both had gone through heartbreak in the past, and to me, I was just not going to go through that again, and I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just going to say, Lord, like, however long that takes, I don't care if it's, I'm, f- like, 55 years old, and still, I don't care. Like, it's okay. Jesus, <laughs> let it happen faster than that, because she'd be living with us <laughs> at 55. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely did pray for Matias, and God, like, put him, we were friends for a long time, didn't even know, and it happened. Mine was mine was kind of the opposite. Um, I've I mean, Lara and I've been together since we were. Now we disagree on this because I remember it being junior year of high school, and she remembers it being sophomore year. So she's I, right, Michael. I'm gonna go ahead and say she's right. But we had dated <clears throat> at least once before, and I was a complete um, jerk. We'll just leave it at that. And how we broke up the first time, um, I basically just didn't talk to her all summer after school let out, and then dated somebody else over the summer. Um, I don't want to talk about my shortcomings anymore on there, so I'm not going to. But we've been together since high school, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a godsend that she ended up being with me. Because, <clears throat> like, after we left high school, which was, like, a really eye-opening thing, I just realized that she did take the parts of me and make them better. And I realized that because everybody around me told me, like, you're so much of a better person when she's around. that I'm like, hmm, it's kind of an interesting point. I should take more, I should take more notice of this. I did everything wrong, by the way, leading up to us getting married. I asked her to marry me before I talked to her dad. I proposed to her while driving down the interstate, not in some super romantic way. I, I did everything wrong. And you're still doing it. I'm still doing everything wrong. <laughs> if you're listening, Lara, trust, I understand that I do know that everything I do is probably not the right way. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, we, we have these stories. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many dumb things that I did in, in, in the beginning of uh, our relationship to, and Diana still, um, you know, still somehow wanted to marry me. And, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't that long of a process, you know, and we, and we did some things wrong, but I certainly didn't have, 
I didn't have the foresight, didn't have the teaching, didn't have the understanding to really pray for somebody, you know, like that I think Dumasani said is important Mm -hmm. as a believer. Be secure in your singleness, you know, be secure in who you are and, you know, let God work on you. Let that, that, let that, that two chord, right, that two chord strand get really strong before God wraps in that third one. And, uh, and then likewise, you actually gave me, I don't know if you remember this, but I have held on to it. You gave me advice when I was young. Cause if you guys know our, Matthias and I's story, he took a long time, like a year and a half to even make a move on me. It was very frustrating season. Um, and there was many nights that I was upset about it. And there's one day I remember I was just so upset and my dad and my mom both knew and they, he was like, Hey, like, he's like, you know what? Like, you keep running your race. Like, that's what you told me. Like you told me, he's like, you keep running your race. You keep growing. He's like, don't even pay that attention. Like he, like, he liked Matias. It wasn't that, but I'm sure he didn't in that moment. (laughs) 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 Um, but he, he was like, just, you keep running your race. Like fix your, take your eyes off the situation and put them on Jesus. Continue to put them on Jesus. Keep running your race. Keep going in your lane. And if that's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And you'll look to your right and he'll be right there. If it's supposed to happen, he'll see how, how you're going and how God's continuing to be a part of your life. And when, when he does, if he's supposed to be there, he's going to catch up and he's going to go exactly where you, you, I think you're going to go to. I think, yeah. And I think the, the, I think that what I also say, cause it goes along with this is like, you just run and you let him catch you. Yeah. You let him chase you, you know, cause a man, there, there's something about a, a man as well. We, we need to chase the, the woman of God. You know, I mean, listen, this is, this is how we're built. And so Mm -hmm. look, and what Mike said is it's something I did. I mean, I did this with Diana and what Mike said, it's not uncommon for men. I was, I almost said that he's just being a man, but I didn't mean that in the worldly sense, but even godly men, sometimes, you know, you just, you just don't really know what it is. And you gotta, you gotta chase that person. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in pursuit of what God has for you. And so Mike was denying the pursuit. And then all of a sudden, you know, when, 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 you know, when all of a sudden she doesn't necessarily pay him any attention, or maybe she's going, okay, you know, then, then I've just had enough of this. Then all of a sudden Mike said, well, wait a second. And then you start pursuing. And I remember that, you know, even though it was a short period of time between the time we met and got married and had, what have you, it was fast forward <laughs> and shrunken down. It was, there was a time where, you know, she, she called me and she said, Hey, you know, um, I don't want you to see other people and I don't want to see other people. And I had never had anybody tell me that. And I remember g- getting in my car at that particular time, right off the phone and going and meeting her. And then we became serious at that very moment because it did something for me. And so, you know, listen, a men need to, we need to chase, you know, we need to, we need to be pers- pursuing and, you know, and we need to show them if they're the one that God's placed in our life. And number two, women, you know, don't, don't be afraid, don't run away from, but just run your race. Mm-hmm. And you know what, if, if, and let them catch up. And, and the reality is, um, you know, I believe that, that God, that, that I believe that God will show you the one and he'll place the one in your life and you'll know. And, 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 and so I, I just think that's, that's some, not only good advice, it's just some things that necessarily you don't, you don't really, you don't really put into a lesson until you stop and think about it and say, God, what are you trying to show, you know, men and women of God that are single? And, and, and I believe that there's lessons inside of that. It was hard like, for me, like, uh, a lot of times, just because, like, <clears throat> I kind of got known in my 
friend circle that they had this thing that they would say with me, which was the, the four-month rule, which was that. <laughs> I, I know exactly off. what that rule is, and I'm not in your group of friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they said, uh, so how many months you guys been hanging out? Uh, oh, three months? All right. Got another month left. <laughs> and that was kind of the thing that was going on. I, I kind of didn't like that reputation after a while because like, I didn't think about it that way, but I realized quickly that, like, I wasn't very, like, cautious of, like, you know, the people that I was involving myself with, it was much more of a sense of like, oh, this person's attractive. I'm just going to chase after that. And like, it's like a shiny object. You know what I mean? It's like, you just are attracted to it, but at the same time, you don't have anything in common. There's not any compatibility and things like that. And so after a while, I was like, I'm, I don't, I don't want to be the, the four month guy anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to be like the guy that has someone that he's friends with and cares about and wants to actively, you know, pursue a relationship with. And so it took, Funny enough, like it took time of me just being by myself and being content with my lifestyle of like being single and like mm -hmm. doing whatever. And then, you know, things just fall into place after a certain time. But I just remember saying to myself that I was like, I don't, I'm not going to do this thing to where like, you know, whether I'm hanging out with whoever I'm hanging out with and whatever, that I'm not going to just pursue someone just because of an initial like reaction. It needs to be something that develops over time and give it time and let it grow like a seedling first and then from there continue to feed it and water it and whatever but like to just expect a tree to grow from a seed in four months is not something that's going to happen you know what i mean and so like that was my mentality beforehand but it's just a matter of patience and i wouldn't say i really prayed for it but it was just a matter of like that's what my mentality was in the yeah. long run my oldest but. daughter alexis was watching too she said kill it sis yeah. or go get it sis or something like that and uh, she, they have a great story as well. They've been married for seven years now, yeah. and uh, they were, um, they were dating sweethearts. for yeah. She, she was 15 years old. They started talking, and and then uh, for like four or five years, and then got married and been married for seven years. So, great story there as well. We all have good stories. This 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 could continue to go. I love the comments. Um, I love uh, <laughs> look at Dumasani's Nick or Dumasani. Go to scroll up a little bit. He said, I had a phrase when I was single. And this is like a pretty deep phrase. You got to be honest with you. Explosive solitude. Like, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a superhero. Like, I can see when the cape coming in, be like, explosive solitude is here. Yeah. <laughs> While I was in solitude, single, I aimed to have an explosive life in the Lord. Mm. He then eventually okay. brought my wife. I love it. It's good. I love it. Um, he lit the fuse. <laughs> I started um, dying laughing when I was telling that story about how my wife and I disagree how long we've been together because I remember the first time we argued about it, we were sitting in Denny's waiting on our food and we kept going back and forth. And I remember there was two older men sitting one table over from us. And at one point, I just saw them both literally just dying laughing. Yeah. And I finally stopped and they just looked at me and he goes, listen, man, you're already in a hole. Please stop digging. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious to watch, but stop digging the hole deeper. I love it. <laughs> so funny. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this series. He said, she said, he says, um, obviously, we just barely, I mean, if even scratched the surface of these topics, and uh, but we enjoyed it thoroughly. Next week, Monday, you're not going to want to miss, we're going to talk about breaking through when the weight of the world is on your shoulders, when you feel like you don't have anything left in the tank, when you feel like you can't make it another step. I want to tell you this. It's not just, listen, those are the things you might feel, but I want to give you a little bit of faith. God has a breakthrough for you. You're just barely, barely on the other side of that destiny, that purpose, that breakthrough that God has for you. We're going to talk about that. Diana will be back. And uh, we believe that God has got great things for you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much. 
Song of the day today, I felt just to be a little more fun and lighthearted, is Friend of God from Israel Hewton. It's an old throwback, one of the first songs I ever learned how to play on the drums in church. But thank you all for tuning in. If you were watching us live and you ever happen to miss us live, you can always find us on the Go, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, all the podcasting platforms we, are, we have our episodes on, so you can always grab us on the Go. If you're listening on any of those platforms and you ever want to join us live, throw some comments in. Maybe take a rip at Dave, take a rip at me, anybody on the podcast, you know, come join us live. You can search uh, David Villa Game Changer on YouTube and Facebook, and you can always find us. 8.30 a.m. EST every single morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, Make sure you guys check out Faith Gear, faithgear.co. We have a limited supply on our newest drop, and we're actually working on a couple of new designs coming out for the fall. Um, I actually just kind of got one approved by Diana that she had an idea for, um, so I'm just fine tweaking that one. Um, The newest Bible plant is out. It's CrossFit. It is out. Uh, make sure you guys go check it out. Subscribe to it. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.